today, Virginia braces for Election Day. A new poll shows a large amount of Democrats want Joe Biden off of the 2024 ticket. I don't understand why he's been doing so well. And also, as always, uh, just another example that Democrats love child abuse. We've got a lot coming up today, and it all starts right now. Hey, welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, back in the homeland, back on my own set. It was a, a beautiful time in Nashville, but it is good to be back. And with, of course, fan favorites, Blaze TV contributors, both Yaku Buyans, host of the Yaku Buyans show. Good to be here. Thank you for being here. And Eric July, host of, for canon's sake, uh, Young Rippa 5'9 himself. Me. Yeah, there's always there's always a, at least a few people in the comments who are like, hey, that's Young Ripper. It's me. It's it Young Ripper. Yes, it is. It yeah, is we have him here at Blaze TV. He's a he contributor. He's civilized. He can't hang here. <laughs> He's amazing. He's amazing. Uh, okay, so let's get to Virginia. I know it's it's. It's kind of hard to talk about it because everything's going on right now. We are going to see it shake out in real time tonight. But uh, we've got a big race going on over there for governor between Glenn Youngkin and Terry McAuliffe. Uh, they really, it, it appears, I mean, it depends on what polling you're looking at. But they do appear pretty close, uh, if, if not Youngkin kind of, pulling away a little bit. I don't want to be too optimistic. I mean, I don't know. All I know is that the Democrats say historically that they do tend to fortify elections when they have popular candidates. So I don't know if any fortifying will take place. I have no idea about any of that. But it is interesting when you see, I was looking at the predicted uh, polling for this particular race. And if you look back like several, several months ago and you see uh, McAuliffe up here and you see Youngkin down here and then you see this crazy merging and then they cross and Youngkin starts to go up and McAuliffe starts to go down uh, and that's happening of course right now. So um, Virginia has been at the forefront of uh, all of this CRT, uh, what's going on in our education systems. Oh here there was that predicted yeah let's can you put yeah there it is. So that was what the beginning of October through the end of October. So that's that's I was thinking it was more time than that. I mean, that's no time at all. Yeah. Uh, and and that is like a huge shift in momentum. And let's think about the things that have happened in that time frame. So we had Terry McAuliffe saying uh, that uh, people, parents should not be involved in, you know, what what the school is doing and kind of doubled down on those comments. You have Youngkin coming out, taking the opposite position. And in response, they call him a racist. They, you know, I mean, obviously he's a white supremacist. Then they planted these like, quote, white supremacists at his tour bus. And then they got found out that the Democrats had just planted these guys, which, by the way, there was a black guy there. So I was very confused as to how he was a white supremacist. But maybe he's related related to Larry Elder. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so we've got this race going on. And I know, again, I don't want to... 
I don't want to speculate too much because we're going to see it all shake out tonight. But I guess my question to you guys is knowing that Virginia, the voters in Virginia have said education is now the most important issue to them, knowing how this momentum has shifted regardless of the outcome. Um, is this can we look to this race as uh, kind of an example, an idea of where mainstream America is at um, when it comes to are they going to let the left just completely take over their schools, take over their children with no repercussions? I think this is very indicative of where our country is at, mm -hmm. particularly how fast, if you look at that graph, graph how aggressively yeah. it changed. Yeah. And so yeah, I, I don't think, know why I was thinking it was a longer time period yeah, than that. But That's but just I think in October. You, you, you nailed it so well, right? When you look at the hot topics, CRT, school curriculum, mm -hmm. this is also the place where Lawn Boy, the book came in. The, the transgender. And, transgender, mm -hmm. and it's about, look, et cetera, et cetera. And these are real, real hot topics. And the left, they've doubled down on this. They can't walk this back. They want to indoctrinate your children in a classroom. We've got a quorum here. <laughs> they, I'm in the middle of those fights in multiple cities. They want to sexualize the children in a classroom. They can't back off of this. And I think they've reached a tipping point where we've seen the absolute outrage from parents, you know, storming school board sessions and, and open mic sessions. And so I think this is indicative to me, mm. to where the country is at. And also remember, Virginia over the last number of years have been, have been hammered with the Second Amendment and everything yeah. that's happened in that state. And I think it's been a build, Eric, towards them saying enough is enough. And, and that's an aggressive swing, right? So I am hopeful that tonight will go well. Also, I'll close with this on this topic, is when I start seeing the left downplay the significance of a race. Yeah, yeah. Let, so, so That's let's when I start saying, oh, because they're losing grip. And so, it's like, oh, well, it's not that important, right? Yeah. So let me so let me bring that let me bring that into the conversation because I do think that that is an important point to make. Uh, Representative Matt Cartwright, who uh, is from Pennsylvania, he that's exactly what he was doing. He was saying, uh, "Listen, this race in particular will be a distant, dim memory by the twenty twenty two midterms. Uh, we don't need to worry about it. You know, um, what you really want to know is, are we are we." worried about the midterms, depending on what happens in the Virginia gubernatorial election, I can tell you as a frontline Democrat, the answer is no. Which is, yeah, it is a little bit odd to hear from him before the results have even shaken out because PR 101, you know, if you win, you try to make as big a deal about it as possible. You're not going to downplay it already, not knowing the results. Um, so let me, Eric, I want to get your thoughts on this, although I do know your stance on public education yeah. as a whole, but I want to I want to get your thoughts on on this race in yeah. particular, but also uh, Terry McAuliffe's um, position and stance on all of this, you know, uh, uh, diversity issues. It's always coming from freaking old white men, old mm. white liberals. Yeah. It's always coming from them. But but let me play for you one of the weird comments he made. This was a uh, Terry McAuliffe calling for diversifying teachers because I guess like it's not fair for black kids to be taught by white teachers. I don't know. Sounds pretty racist to me. Listen. And I promise you, we've got to diversify our teacher base here in Virginia. 50 percent of the students at Virginia schools, K-12, 50 percent are students of color and yet 80 percent of the teachers are white. We all know what we have to do in a school to make everybody feel comfortable in school. No. So let's diversify. So here's what I'm going to do will be the first state in America. If you'll teach for five years here in Virginia in a high demand area, that it be geographic or coursework, 
We will pay room, board, and tuition at any college, any university, any HBCU here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. It's interesting, Eric, because he says we all know what we need to do to make students more comfortable. And I, I'm confused because I feel like uh, the assertion that black children need a black teacher and would not be okay with a white teacher, I, I feel like that assertion is pretty inherently racist. Well, it's, it's nonsense, especially with children, because children don't give a damn about that. I always talk about how racism mm-hmm. and its differences and all that, those are learned traits. Um, uh, if you look at little children, they'll play with anybody of yep. any gender, any race on a playground. It isn't until they're taught this bull crap where they have to now pay attention to all of these differences and so forth. But what we're seeing out of Virginia is important because it's showing that this is a hot topic issue now. It hadn't been before that I've been rallying that it had been yeah. that mm-hmm. uh, for a long time. Finally. Thank God it is. People, parents are starting to pay a little more attention. The last two years. Uh, yeah. Eric July's years. He's <laughs> like, to I you. told you guys. Finally. Finally. <laughs> you feel like you, I'm sure you feel like a yeah, broken record. Of course. Because like, told you about that, too. Told you about that, too. I mean, there's, there's no documentation <laughs> on me speaking about how important these issues are. And people are starting to realize exactly that now terry mcauliffe has the same old generic uh white progressive position on education uh yonkin has of course endorsed uh, even some of uh, our colleagues like in their ideas when it comes to like school choice Mm -hmm. and having Mm -hmm. some of some of those options and these are big 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 issues right on taxes as well he kind of has the uh a position that is certainly more favorable but when you Find out what they're teaching your children or rather what their intention is with the educational system because they've gotten so cocky where they feel emboldened by this. I think that's what's signifying the big change now Mm -hmm. and why uh, so many people are like, I don't I I don't want that. And I'm Mm -hmm. thank God that people are starting to pay attention to this because it's a long time coming. This is something that I mean, they got hold of my generation by utilizing that exact system when you a lot of people just simply weren't paying attention to what was being taught it isn't an actual uh, it's an indoctrination camp let's call it exactly uh, what it is my recommendation has always been get folks out of school but what a youngkin and uh, and a lot of guys has been in his in his ear my good friend uh, uh, you know Corey DeAngelis uh, has been discussing this. It just we want to move towards a situation where people ultimately can decide. Their parents can decide where their children go to school, mm-hmm. not some arbitrary district that they live in mm-hmm. or some rotten school that they're being forced uh, is being forced upon them. This is why, while I'm advocating getting your folks up out of there, I'm also advocating that you be able to keep your money that you're being taxed for particularly in property taxes, to pay for this nonsense. Because even if you do take your kids out. They're still, still, still going to tax you. Yeah, they're still going to yeah. tax you for it. And, yeah. of course, we don't want that. McAuliffe is an interesting character because you got to watch and listen to what this man has said regarding education system. I don't know if anybody knows. I believe he's had five children. None of them have gone to public schools. Yeah. None of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, I believe he went to uh, uh, private schools as well as all five of his children. He'll word it in a way that, of course, I'm for this uh, education system, public education. I've raised five kids, but your five kids didn't go through that ride school. A lot of these guys that champion these uh, these policies wouldn't have their kids anywhere near this. And you have to wonder why exactly they would never put their own children in these rotten damn uh, schools. So looking at that and the hypocrite that he actually is, Mm -hmm. I think that is starting to uh, turn the tide on a lot of this. But I think it's representative of the country 
at large yeah. because so many more people are paying attention to that rotten education system. That brings up something, Eric, that I do want to touch on. Um, I, I got, I know you get it all the time, but I got some pushback uh, recently because I keep telling people, get your damn kids out of public schools. Yes. And I'm getting called an elitist now. Doesn't matter. And, it's not an uh, but I'm like, uh, you guys, if you don't understand that the average American can homeschool, I didn't say it was easy, but I'm saying it's worth it, okay? If you don't understand how uh, how simple they make it for you to be able to pick a curriculum, to great be able resources. to. There are so great. many resources out there we for homeschool. the average American. The, yeah. These are not elitists sitting no. here talking to you. These are no. people who have been there and done that and understand. I'm telling you, it does not take some millionaire nope. uh, who has to have, no. you know, private nannies all day tutoring their children. Because if it did, uh, none of us would be saying that we've done it. So I, I just have a hard time. Like, I understand that, like, if you guys want to get mad at uh, any of us, because I know we've all said it, get your kids out of public schools. If you guys want to get mad at us saying that, don't be mad at us saying that. You can be mad for at yourself or yeah. that you don't have the patience to do it or that you just don't. Um, have the energy to make sure that it gets done, but it is absolutely doable. And I'm just so sick of people acting like we are the bad guys for pointing out that you have an option. You just don't choose to do it because it's hard or it nope. takes time or whatever the case may be. That's not my problem. Yep. That's your prerogative that's as a parent. Though, but that's your, but but that's the choice that they're making, yeah. and it's not my, it's not it's like not your fault. It's not fault. our fault. That's not on me. What, what's happening right now is that people are upset that you're pointing out the reality yes. that they have been. Uh, it's been basically they've been avoiding it for so long. But it's point, but because it's pointing to an insecurity, a deeper lying insecurity, to where we have. A lot of parents today that don't parent. Yeah. Not at all. They're yeah. A lot of parents the today, they drop their kids off because it's a daycare yep. system. A and, they, daycare. And, and, they've and they have to work. And I get that. I, no, I get I, that. Hey, no, we I, work. We, we all too. work. Yes. We travel. We all do. Yeah. Like, that's what I've never I understood, that argument. Yeah. They say that all the time. Like, oh, we have jobs. You think you're the only person in this right. world that has yeah. a job, right. man? Right. I'll say this. Measure the cost right. of what it's going to cost you. When 5, 10, 12 years from mm -hmm. now, your child is completely dysfunctional, mm -hmm. you're a parent who's morbidly depressed because you got a prodigal son out there somewhere, who you got to somehow, by the word of God, reel back in because he's off the wagon because you dropped him off, you lost your relationship with this child, you're going through a midlife crisis because you and your husband have drifted apart, yeah. and your kids, because you couldn't wait for the day for them to leave school. Mm -hmm. This is an incredible opportunity in our country's history to get the family back together yes. again. 100%. Yes. To again and to homeschool we homeschool we don't have a single set of family members that live in the state of texas we got no help we don't have a nanny we don't have a chef right, right. we work right. I, I probably pull 70 hours a week yeah. okay you're always working but right. our kids are worth it yes. and so we make the sacrifice and if, you keep them the heck away them, Yaku, who else right like that like right. seriously exactly. like when i hear these arguments or rather they're not even arguments it's just like people don't like the fact that you're bringing it up if not for your kids, then who else would you do that for? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not like if there is one person or group of people, you know, if you have multiple kids, that you would do something like that for, that you would sacrifice, that you, yeah, it might be easy. You may have to alter your life a little bit in order to ensure that they're not put through that that mm -hmm. camp. 
Why wouldn't you do that for your children, yeah. man? The like, cost is too high. Exactly. Like, at look point. at the cost-benefit yeah. analysis. You might not see it right now, but you'll certainly thank yourself and your child would thank you, thank you for it uh, if they understand what's going on in, the, in those systems. A lot of, I mean, these public education uh, systems, not just with the indoctrination part, just to what they experience, man. It's yeah. the only place where you talk about sexual exploitation Absolutely. and violence that a lot of people will ever experience in their entire life. Is in the public it's education such, system. Such a waste of time. When I measure how I was yeah. raised, and I come up from a family of six teachers. My mom's a teacher. I was raised by a single mother who's a teacher. 45 years teaching, okay? If you just measure how kids are taught and what they're taught in other countries, mm -hmm. and you look at how far our pu public education system has fallen behind, the waste of time, and then they indoctrinate them with crap, I almost go, you can't afford to mm. yeah. put them there. Yeah. I, so, look, that's you guys summed it up beautifully. I, I'm not saying um, that I know better than you as a parent because you are the parent. But what I am saying is it is up to you to do the cost-benefit analysis. If you decide that it costs too much for you, that's your problem. But what I am saying won't change, which is get your children out of public school. It is hard. It is not easy, but it is always worth it. Yes. That is not coming from an elitist, okay? Mm -hmm. That is coming from right. a mother of two boys, a working mother. We both work in the home. We're just trying to, like, make ends meet and make sure that our children are taken care of, just like all of you out there. So I wouldn't be saying something from some sort of ivory tower uh, over here without those knowing that, that it can be done. Those are the ones that in public schools. Yeah, those right. ivory Right, towers. right. I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm just, like, ju I'm not the bad guy here, all mm -hmm. right? I respect your decision, whatever you make, but don't make me the bad guy if you don't like the fact that it is much easier than you think to be able to get your kids out of these public schools. All right, I'll leave it there for now. Uh, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, ExpressVPN. So uh, going online without ExpressVPN is like, I don't know, using your smartphone without a protective case, which is not really smart, all right, because most of the time you'll probably be fine, but it just takes that one accidental drop onto the concrete to make you wish that you had protected yourself and then you lose everything. All right, to keep my data private when I go online, I turn to ExpressVPN. There are hundreds of data brokers out there. I don't know if you know this. Their sole business is to buy and sell your data. So they're making money off of you. They're profiting off of you. By the way, they don't have to tell you who they're selling it to or get your consent. They, they just, you've like signed up to give your entire life away on all of the terms and conditions usually. So one of these data points is your IP address and they can use your IP address to identify you and your location. But if you're using ExpressVPN, they will reroute you through an encrypted server and your IP address will be masked. They will give you a random IP address shared by other ExpressVPN users. So it makes it really difficult for third parties to identify you and harvest your data. It's very, very easy. It will not make your devices lag. You can do it on your computer, uh, on your smart TV, on your phone, whatever you would like. So if you want to keep your data, your business... All right, you've got to go to expressvpn.com. If you go to expressvpn.com slash why, you can get three extra months for free when you sign up. That is expressvpn, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash why. All right, a new poll uh, just released uh, yesterday stated that 44% of Democrats and Democratic-leaning independents agree that Democrats would have a better chance of keeping the White House if President Biden is not 
on the presidential ticket. So this was a Marist poll, and it said 36% of Democrats and Democratic leaning say their party will have a better chance winning the White House with Biden at the top of the ticket. Top of the ticket. 44% want someone else, and 20% are unsure. We see this at the same time that we have seen Biden's disapproval numbers uh, crossing over 50% of respondents and uh, have not dipped under 50% since. And it's just been, I mean, you want to talk about an uphill battle. You look at that, you look at that chart, you look at that plot, and it is just this uphill trend, uh, but not in, in the direction that you want if you are, in fact, Joe Biden. I think the good news, though, is that he's really busy at that climate change uh, summit napping, so he probably has no idea that this yeah. poll has come out. Yeah. So, that's, I, that's you, you did a great job yesterday, you know, remotely, and, and I think Whitlock gave him a, they gave him a bit of a pass and they played it off on turkey, uh, eating turkey and Thanksgiving time. Mm. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to give the President <laughs> of the United States a pass to fall asleep in on national television, international television, and misrepresent our nation right that way i'm not going to give him a pass for that sorry bro take something pop a red bull or something but you keep your eyes <laughs> open you stay focused you be engaged He's okay you're nodding off dude you look like the intern that, that ate, a, ate a big lunch you're the president of the united with your God arms damn, folded damn, your whole demeanor says not you don't the guy be that there. you want no, breathing on. in his own carbon dioxide i'm not going to give him that pass no way and, and and for the democrats out there that said they don't want him on the ticket let me give you a news flash your days of moderate democratic president that those days are gone yeah you're gonna go from bad to worse they're never the cabal the deep state yes are never they're never gonna give the power that the nation just gave them they're never gonna give it back we don't have to go take it back mm. we have to take it back and if they ever are in office again don't ever think they're gonna allow somebody of competence to sit in the seat of the presidency no they're gonna run the show so forget about that it is no one else who's a democrat in that seat ever again that's what needs to happen yeah. I mean, what you're saying is the inability of a lot of Democrats, be it their supporters, voters, to see beyond what's uh, what happens today. And even some Republicans, conservatives that were kind of black peeled after the previous election didn't see it as well. Um, look, what, what you're dealing with is a guy who is, doesn't have it all upstairs um, and he is now the presidency, really, because people hated Trump that much. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, his tweets were really mean. Right. So. They, hated, they hated him that much. They made much. him feel bad. But, yeah. they didn't, but that, yeah. that's, that in itself was always the yeah. issue. Yeah. So, yeah, it made you, you, you shout in victory. Believe it or not, that wasn't even that long ago uh, that he was inaugurated. It was uh, this year, by the way. I know it seems it's, like Honestly, long. I get depressed every time someone points <laughs> that out. Yeah. Like, so it oh. hasn't even been that long. Dude, he's got three it's years been, left. Yeah, what, it, it hasn't months? been that long. And yet here, here we are. But... Again, that's the inability to see beyond what's directly in front of them. Maybe for the for the short term, that could have been a move. But for the long term, definitely when you have now allowed him to make the uh, decisions that he has made, 
Um, and you see how combatives uh, certainly it, it kind of amplified this beef between like uh, these far left progressives and the more moderate ones who want to continue to have power. They have their plex. A lot of that is showing right now. And then because they have gotten drunk on this power because of the COVID, you're seeing even that. And it's not helping them at all because the normie supporters of maybe the Democratic Party are starting to see something is yeah. wrong. We just talked about this in the last segment. But what's going on uh, in Virginia? That is representative of really what's going on in the entire country right now looking at that party and, and of course he with joe biden being at the forefront of it you know this is exactly what you get so this is just yet another lesson you might dislike someone so much but just installing this incompetent person let's call him that if you can call him i guess he constitutes as a person right now uh in that in that seat doesn't necessarily mean for the long term that you're going to be able to sustain uh, that power in itself. Because, yeah, you may run it, which they probably will. It's not like Biden or, or his handlers are going to let go of any power, despite maybe in 2024 he will have completely lost his mind. Uh, by then, he still will, will be there. That is not going to work good uh, for them going into 2024, 2023. Who do, they, who do they have? They don't have anybody. Well, they, they, have, have, they have like the AOCs of no. the world, but that's they have no I, one. I'll tell you who they have, they have and they may. No a statement. They've got one guy. They've got two guys. They, they, they want it to be Newsom. It can't be. No. They, Beta Rourke. They want Rourke. And oh, that's why he's running. That's no. their guy. That's their he's, guy. It's Rourke and it's Newsom. Those are their two guys. He can't win any of his races. I know, but those are their two chosen children because they understand that America votes suave votes popularity that's true, that's true. That's but he just ran vote. and he did horribly I, I, I understand but newsom's still there he's emboldened and they go this is our guy you know and so it's one of those guys they don't have anybody else but can you imagine what what a place the mind of a raging liberal must be today when, no. when they are looking at wait a minute our guy's falling apart we can't help him they, they're realizing that that party that that movement that blob, you know, as it was called yesterday, yeah. is going to turn on them yeah. and consume them. That there's real no loyalty in the party other than the party. The only thing that matters is the movement in the party. It's, it's an interesting time in our country. Yeah. I think this Virginia thing is very indicative. We've got a lot of gubernatorial races next, next year, of course, that's going to come through. And so I think it's, it's great. Uh, I, I, I'm having fun at this moment. To watch them squirm and squirm. You know, I just, I like it. Yeah. I like them turning on their own. Yeah, because they their eyes, you know, the Bible says, remove the scales from their eyes. They're starting to see, but they see in part and they go, oh, crap, this is not good. I don't think I agree, but they're facing the, well, the reality that they may agree with some of us. And you can't continue to promise your constituents uh, everything that they ask for with no intention of actually giving it to them and expect that, that to was not always come their back mistake. and bite you in the butt. That at was some always point. their mistake. Yeah, you know? I know, I mean, you see this with a lot of uh, like this is why the bet if you are going to run, run on not promises of really anything. Just I'm going to get the hell out of your way. Kind of yeah. like the pray, pray their approach. Yeah. And like, I'm not I, I'm not fit to be be your governor, really. You know what I mean? But you can govern your damn self. Right. Like that is always the best approach, because what they have done uh, over the last year and some change, actually, I would say definitely since the AOCs came in and they have felt that young kind of population to be emboldened, that big bloated welfare statism. When you can't accomplish those those promises that they will of course then turn on you but that's the mistake that mm -hmm. they had made catering mm -hmm. to that mob of weirdos who's never going to be satisfied mm -hmm. uh, by the way and you'll absolutely never be enough so what do they call it it's like sunk, the cost fallacy or whatever it is they're so deep 
that they have to continue. You wonder why? Why yeah. they won't stop talking about exactly. racism? And right. They don't got anything else. Yeah, there's nothing. They, they have nothing they else. All in. All Last the chips. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. We've got more to come um, on that note. You're, you guys are really going to love the, the next topic we have. Uh, Corey Bush. I'll just give you that little oh, something Corey Bush said about Joe Manchin that is just spectacularly delicious. Uh, speaking of delicious, we want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar. So if you love chocolate and you love snacking, which we all love snacking, but you don't want to do it, right, because you don't want to gain weight, you don't want to expand your waistline, well, you got to try Built Bar for that, all right, because they are uh, delicious. It tastes like you're eating a candy bar. They've got a ton of different awesome flavors, um, but you're actually eating a healthy protein bar. So they've got coconut. They've got mint brownie. They've got a salted caramel flavor. I, I think that they still have blueberry muffin. If they do, you need to get some because it's a really, really good flavor as well. Um, and by the way, if all of these are sounding awesome and you go on the website and you're like, I can't decide, get a mix box. They'll give you two of each of their regular nine flavors so you can try them out, decide which one you like the best. They've got up to 18 grams of protein, 180 calories or less. I'm telling you guys, you're going to feel like you're cheating on your diet, but you are not you are eating something that is going to keep you full and keep you from expanding your waistline. Go to built.com, use promo code NEWS15. You'll save 15% off of your first order. That is NEWS15 for 15% off over at built.com. All right, as we have been talking about on the show, uh, Joe Manchin, who is a Democrat for now, just like to point that out, for now, we don't know. He mentioned maybe going independent. I don't know how serious he was about that. Uh, I wouldn't blame him because he doesn't seem to be very appreciated in the Democrat Party right now. But he is like one of the only holdouts uh, to Joe Biden's Build Back Better plan, um, which, you know, it's it's apparently crazy for him and Senator Cinema to say things like, this is like way too much money to be spending. We shouldn't be spending it on this. Maybe we should take a step back and just, oh, I don't know, spend less. And they're like, <gasps> you bastard. <laughs> so uh, let me play for you. I want to I want to tell you what Cori Bush is saying now when we're talking about we were just having this conversation about the mainstream Democrats versus versus the fringe uh, radical left Democrats. Um, let me play for you what Joe Manchin said, just kind of explaining his opposition to the Build Back Better Act. And then I want to tell you what Cori Bush takes his opposition as and what she spins it into. So let's listen to Joe Manchin. This is a recipe for economic crisis. None of us should ever misrepresent to the American people what the real cost of legislation is. While I've worked hard to find a path to compromise, it's obvious compromise is not good enough for a lot of my colleagues in Congress. It's all or nothing, and their position doesn't seem to change unless we agree to everything. Enough is enough. It's time our elected leaders in Washington, all of us, stop playing games with the needs of the American people and holding a critical infrastructure bill hostage. While there's opportunity in the reconciliation of bill that we can all agree on. And we've been talking about this for months. Again, to be clear, I will not support the reconciliation legislation without knowing how the bill will impact our debt and our economy and our country. And we won't know that until we work through the text. For the sake of our country, I again, and I am urging all of my colleagues in the House to vote and pass the bipartisan infrastructure bill. It's bipartisan. 69 votes. We worked on that for many, many months. 
As he explained, of course, the Democrats are holding hostage. They're, they're uh, coalescing the two bills as like, well, we can only pass this one if you pass this one, too. We're going to hold this one hostage until we get what we want on this one. Uh, so you, he sounded very reasonable, right? Very reasonable. Um, maybe we should find out how much it's going to cost. Now, if you listen to Joe Biden or his uh, coronavirus-ridden press secretary, Jen Psaki, who, by the way, fully vaccinated, uh, they would tell you that it's fully paid for and it actually costs you zero dollars. However, the thing is, is that Joe Manchin apparently has two brain cells to rub together and he must understand that that's not entirely true. So Cori Bush, again, uh, Congresswoman, Democratic Congresswoman, so they're on the same team, or supposedly they are. She came out and uh, blasted Joe Manchin. She said, Joe Manchin's opposition to the Build Back Better Act is anti-black, anti-child, oh. anti-woman, and anti-immigrant. Did you get all those keywords in there, Corey? When we talk about transformative change, she says, we are talking about a bill that will benefit black, brown, and indigenous communities. Those same communities are overwhelmingly excluded from the bipartisan infrastructure bill. We cannot leave anyone behind. Senator Manchin must support the Build Back Better Act. There you have it. Look. <laughs> it's just... They just use these keywords oh, it's, every time. She, it makes she, no sense. Listen, she's sounding more and more like AOC. Mm-hmm. That's just what words. Well, she's can a we new do? member of the squad. Add, add all the words in here. She's a member of the squad. But but here's the deal. What you're seeing here, when Mansion, who I do not think is super bright, but when Mansion looks sane, when Mansion speaks more eloquently and with more. Uh, virtue and fortitude than even the GOP does on balancing the budget. When last year you hear someone in the GOP talking about balancing a budget or being fiscally responsible, yeah. right? He's breaking rank at the moment from the established. And so when you said earlier, for the moment, right. he's a Democrat. They, they are about to ostracize this dude because he's breaking rank. He's like, wait a minute, we gave you the playbook. You're going off script, dude. You're going towards sanity. And responsibility towards the American people. When Cory Bush says, oh, you're abandoning all these people. No, that's what you guys are doing. Right. You guys are doing that. That's exactly what you're doing, right? I'm, I'm about, hey, can we get equilibrium back in this country, right? And so good on him. Amazing. May some of our GOP members listen to him and go, um, maybe we need to have the balls to stand up and say, hey, guys, can we just halt for a second here and do something that's right by the American people? Yeah, Eric. I guess a positive outlook on this is that it's holding up a bunch of other bills. So if they're going to sit there at a standstill and not spend any got not spend any money, uh, that would be fantastic <laughs> if they <laughs> if they do that. Um, I would I would love that. But when you look at like Corey Bush is, is a lunatic, by the way, she's has the one for just a quick reminder, uh, the one that was saying that she, of course, supports or basically using you guys as taxpayer money to pay for all of the security and stuff mm-hmm. that she needs. Uh, despite uh, some of the other policies that she votes she uh, cer- certainly for you. Uh, uh, against. Look, <clears throat> Congress is a band of criminals, and I need people to understand that. It is my goal to delegitimize that for every single individual that works for the Blaze Network and watches Blaze TV. It is a band of absolute criminals that sit there and lie to you. They send your children off to war, and they... <sighs> in the process <laughs> spend money that is not theirs on a bunch of bull crap yeah. and what they do unfortunately is line it up as if it's beneficial to you you're anti-black 
you're a homophobe, you're transphobe, you're all of these mm-hmm. isms mm-hmm. if you are against us taking your money and spending it on a bunch of bull crap. The reason why they need to be mocked, shamed, and delegitimized is because the more people do that, the less power that they have. Yeah. And instead, people looking to them to solve all of these issues that are plaguing America, they will start looking to the people that are actually the cause of the problem. And the cause of the problem isn't that they're, they're not spending money on this this and that. No, it's the problem that they're spending money in the first place that don't belong to them. And often it is used to it's pay for play lining up there certainly their, their own pockets and administrators and all of that and spending trillions of dollars doing that that is what got you and we talked about the being on the brink of an economic crisis that's what this is when their spending efforts are as such when they don't care about debt when they deficit spend knowing which means that the congress folk do this every year and nobody finds it insane there's no consequence no they, it's not, that's exactly no what i'm saying no consequence no consequence none they just it's time for consequence bingo i almost threw my hat <laughs> you know, I, I almost threw the hat at them it's time for consequence and who is to hold them to account is it going to be this leadership heck no it has to be the american absolutely people. Yep, 100%. It has to be the people. Amen. Uh, All right, we have got more to come. First, we want to thank new sponsor of the program, Marpipe. So if you are a small business owner, um, whatever you are doing with your your ads, maybe you're spending over $25,000 a month on Facebook ads and you'd like to see your ad performance improve, you really need to check out Marpipe. All right, Marpipe is the new multivariate testing platform for Facebook ad creative, and it lets you do that testing better. Uh, Let's be honest for a second. The truth is basically, that no one knows what they're doing um, from CMOs even to market managers. Everyone's just kind of making it up. They're uh, testing the waters, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. But the first step is admitting the problem. So if this is you, you got to bump up your selling game uh, with Marpipe. The average Marpipe customer reports that their ad performance doubles in less than 30 days. Imagine getting that much more bang for your buck and getting that much more profit. Business Insider actually calls Marpipe the money ball of ad creative. And beyond just learning which ads work, you also get statistically significant insights on the variables in those ads. I watched it. I saw a demo of this. It is amazing. As a small business owner, I can't wait to use this. Uh, It is very, very easy. You get all of these different variants and it gives you all of the data right there. You got to try it out. You can book a free demo at marpipe.com slash it matters right now. You will get a free $2,000 credit only until December 31st. So sign up for your free demo, get a free $2,000 credit over at marpipe.com slash it matters now through the end of the year. That's marpipe.com slash it matters. In case you were wondering, Democrats still embracing child abuse when it comes to uh, COVID-19. Um, that's all that I will. I'm going to leave that right there. I would also like to just add this disclaimer to this discussion that uh, we are not doctors. We are not trying to diagnose. We are not trying to give uh, medical advice. We are simply um, bringing you the news, bringing you viral videos, things of that nature, and uh, just commenting on them, just giving our own opinions. I'd just like to say that. Thank you very much, YouTube. Uh, all right. So let, let me just play for you. This is uh, a a viral video circulating TikTok, and it is a woman uh, explaining to her daughter that um, she finally can get vaccinated, which means she finally, I guess, is able to leave her dungeon that she's been locked up in this whole time, presumably. Watch. This is my daughter. Hi. She's nine. We're about to blind react to something. Okay. What does that say? Hold on, dear. What does it say? 
that vac the COVID vaccine for kids is so next week should be clear for kids through five to eleven. What does that mean for you? I can go with my friends. Yeah. My mom's gonna stop abusing me. I can finally, me. you know, go outside, go to stores. I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I thought I was gonna be like in a couple months. No, apparently it's next week. <laughs> I love you, mom. This is the most disgusting thing I think I, I, I would say I've ever seen, but the left has been so absolutely disgusting on this. I can't even say that this is the most disgusting thing because they are just like playing with children's lives, abusing children. And now we're supposed to think that it's beautiful that this mom hasn't let her daughter out of the house in what, a year and a half, two years? Look, let me tell you. Am I supposed to clap? No, you're supposed to swing a bat and call <laughs> this parent out for being an unfit parent, mm -hmm. a, a horrible mother. Mm -hmm. Yaku, how can you judge a person? I'm not. I'm judging the fruit. I'm looking at a human being with no purpose in life, superimposing vicariously her belief system onto a child that doesn't know any better, locking a child up, telling a child the boogeyman's going to get you if you walk out the door, getting a child to blind react you know, to a jab, right? This is, this is abuse in the most egregious form because it's mental and emotional abuse beyond physical. Physical wounds heal, Sarah. Right. You know, you can, you can heal bones and, and scars, but the emotional healing that that child's going to have to go through later. And if you're a parent and you're watching this and go, oh, Yaku, you just lost, lost stock in my eyes. You lost stock in my eyes long time ago, okay? <laughs> when you indoctrinate wow. your child long time ago, when you want your child to get a jab, when there's no proof, when you want to indoctrinate your child. In Dallas, Texas, we got a school who put children in a box. We got a school who say, if you don't wear a mask, we're going to make fun of you. We put you in a court. We, we, we sequester you as a kid. This is child abuse by parents, by teachers, by superintendents on on school districts, cowards in our society that worship the God of fear. Mm. That is a mother where God is not, is not, is that is a mother that worships the God of fear and has now superimposed her belief system on her child. Just like these crazy parents that ask their, their boys, are you sure you're a boy? You mm. sure you don't want to be Susie or, you know, or, 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 or Jamie, are you sure you want to wear pants? That's child abuse. <laughs> I, okay, so to your point, Eric, I, I want to get your thoughts, but, but to Yako's point, uh, I was just having a conversation with someone online and I tried to explain to this woman that her child has, I mean, it's like a less than 0% chance, right? It's like, what, 0.03? I mean, it's 99. above 99.97% survivability for her child. And do you know what she told me? So, that's still a risk. I'm like, how do you get out of bed? How do you drive in the car every morning? Have you ever flown in an airplane? All of these things are more risks than what we're talking about here. This is a freaking cult. Yeah, you got about 30 seconds. Cult. That's what I've been calling it is exactly that. And it's sad to look at that because you have the child who doesn't know any better looking to the mother who, yeah. uh, which is again, it's, her, own, it's, her, it's her mother, you know, and she's looking at her like, oh man. This is, you see, she kind of had a, a kind of an attitude like, oh, I could finally leave the house. Like, she didn't like that. Uh, she knew something was odd with that. But, of course, she's like, oh, thank you, mother. And that's the part of it that's the psychological abuse. Mm -hmm. Because it, it shows that the mother never really, uh, like, assessed the risk and never even proposed that idea to her so that even she could try to understand why it was the case. Because we know, it's not my opinion, 
So Mama Susan can't get mad at this because it's on the WHO's bulletin. Yeah. <laughs> That's the people that they say we're supposed right. to listen to. It's go. on the WHO's bulletin. The survivability rate for people under the age of 60 is 99%. It's over 99%. And when you include ages 5 and 11, it's even freaking higher. Mm -hmm. Yet, for whatever reason, she locked her child up. If we actually, if, you know, I know we know, you know better than anybody, CPS is a damn joke in this uh, 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 country, that would be, they'd be looking into that if they actually gave it down. Yeah, no kidding. All right, uh, we got to take a break. We'll be back. Absolutely. Under normal circumstances, yeah. for any other reason. All right, these guys are still fired up about the last conversation, <laughs> but we got it. we've got to wrap it up. Which means this is the part of the program where I tell all of you guys who are watching, wherever you're watching this, I see you. And I know which ones of you have not yet gone over to wherever you get your audio podcasts, subscribed, rated, and reviewed the news and why it matters. And I'm coming for you. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that means, but... Mm -hmm. uh, we'll she figure. doesn't sleep. She reads them all. It's true. I don't sleep. And I do. I do read them. I, know. I do. I and I appreciate it so much. Those of you who have gone on. And as an added bonus, you might see yours read live on air. Like the one today that we have from Angry Jukebox that says awesomeness. I love the show and listen to every episode. The intelligent conversation combined with the witty humor is perfect. Normally, the news of the day gives me an aneurysm. But for some reason, when I hear it on this show, my brain doesn't explode. That's why we're here. Angry Jukebox. We are here to make sure your brain brain doesn't explode. All right. Thank you guys for being Thank here. You. By the way, make sure if you have not yet subscribed to Blaze TV, you got to go sign up. Do it. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.